0: Generally the rule for sitting is that your hips should be higher than your knees. So, for example, these chairs are a bit low for me, so I should probably put something underneath my butt to lift me up a bit. And uh, if you're sitting cross legged, obviously it's best to have your knees down on the floor in some shape or form so that they're not up above your uh, pelvis. But if you're in a chair, then just sitting comfortably away from the back so you're not slumped with your back, small of your back curved, but you're sitting either towards the front or so that your sitting bones are spread out on the seat and your spine is rising up, self-supporting. And if you're sitting cross-legged, the same idea really, that your sitting bones are on a cushion or something and your knees and shins are just keeping you steady. Well, the weight is going straight down the spine. And really the building blocks of your body are all balanced one on top of the other from the sitting bones upwards so the only thing really keeping you upright is gravity the gravity down through your head shoulders spine hips sitting bones And you can test whether this is the case by deliberately moving forward. So leaning forward and noticing what muscles get engaged to hold you. So, For example, if you're leaning forward, there's a lot of grasping in the lumbar region. If you lean too far back, A lot of tension down the psoas muscles in the thighs, right in the small of the tailbone. You can just experiment moving all the way to the left, feels weird, all the way to the right, very least there's like tension in your neck holding your head upright, and so you can just Wibble wobble around until you find that sweet spot where the line of gravity just goes straight down and actually you don't need any muscular effort at all to stay upright Gravity is holding you up There are a few refining points that would often get in the way. One is that your hands should be supported, so either in your lap or on your thighs, so your shoulders are not being pulled forward or pulled down. So again, just experiment moving your hands further down the thighs or further up the thighs. It feels a bit too much until you get to the place that's just Goldilocks, just right. And don't forget our usual friends from the flight, fight and freeze family so we can unlock the jaw Let our hackles go down all along the neck, between the shoulder blades. Use the breath to release. And it's nice sitting down because the energies just go straight down like a drain pipe. Any tension you can just drop it plumb down And exits the body through the soles of the feet or the sitting bones and the shins if you're cross-legged. So you can just imagine the this tension these big blocks of tension in the shoulder and the jaw so in the hips and maybe in the diaphragm and the belly who knows? like blocks of ice that the breath very quickly thaws and then they just run down the body with gravity through the earth down into the depths Part of the joy of sitting practice is actually surrendering to gravity, surrendering all our habitual upholding, stiffening, and just becoming really heavy all our bones, muscles, ligaments, organs. Releasing all unnecessary form and surrendering to gravity. <sighs> the joy of not fighting our heaviness. In fact, letting it connect us down into the earth And it's strange, you might feel like you're slumping, although you're, there's something improper about being so relaxed and lumpen, but actually if you check, your body is probably completely upright. It's just very relaxed. So the specific function of sitting meditation as it's been developed over the years particularly in buddhist meditation is really to get to a a place where you're not doing anything you're just being and this is remarkably difficult because we're so habituated to tensing sitting up being alert, thinking or planning. But actually right at the core of sitting practice is just being like a stone, completely still and gentle. It's heavy. still but we're not rigid because we're breathing we're alive so we can also investigate the cascade of movements constantly running through the body as we breathe in and out It's sort of paradoxical we're simplifying everything down to just being with the breath in and out and the whole of the body but the simpler we make it the more fantastically dizzyingly mind-bendingly detailed it becomes definitely not thinking thinking is incredibly crude and clumsy compared to the amazing detail of the whole body sitting here So again, breathing in the whole in-breath, breathing out the whole out-breath, and then just spending a few seconds in the whole body, the whole body, not just the parts, but the whole shape of your body sitting here right now. And if we can just relax into the whole body breathing, that's wonderful, but sometimes we do get distracted and we start thinking and it's also fine. But luckily the tradition has some little safety ropes that it throws us that we can use to guide ourselves back into the soma little points of posture that can really click us back into this big open space one of them is the perineum we've worked with before so you might like to do a little cough (coughs) (coughs) and then be aware of the breath down by the perineum actually the gateway where the energy of the earth rises up into the body and the tension and the experience of the body sinks down into the earth. So the perineum can be a orientating point in this practice, just above the perineum, we can go to the lower belly where we spent last week. Make the base of the spine, the fireball at the base of the spine. the next few breaths, you can also trace a line as if you were just running your finger up the inside of your spine, so not the back, but the one facing into your body. As you breathe in, going all the way up the line behind the organs, behind the lungs, behind the heart, behind the throat. And as you breathe out, just opening that space down along the spine. Like you're drawing up a central tent pole, and then with the out breath, letting the bell tent of the body unfold in all directions. You have sensitivity at the top of your head. Some people are more kind of crown people than perineum people. So just feel that sensitive spot right at the fontanelle and the, where all the sutures meet at the top of the skull. And as you breathe, feel that lifting you up. And again, as you breathe out, just relaxing down. you can also do little micro movements which help us click back into the soma, dropping the jaw, dropping the chin very slightly. And as you drop the chin, feel the back of the neck right up to the occiput open. The ears float back. So your head's not poking forward. My favorite which is when you actually let the mouth open slightly and that little downward movement sort of opens the gateway into your chest to your heart space down to the diaphragm which of course is the space in our soma where we feel things just drop right into the heart of our feelings into our emotional being can feel shockingly painful or even foreign but still we do it Once again, just breathing into the whole body, breathing in, the whole body breathing out, down into the earth, up to the crown, and just taking those two or three seconds to just fully inhabit the whole body, resting in the soma, being alive. So if you're practicing at home, you can stay resting in the soma for as long as feels good.